I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Pocket Limp Podcast. Coming up on the latest episode of the Pocket Link Podcast, we look at the OnePlus launch event and the different devices that were announced, including the OnePlus 11 5G. The team also discusses the addition of Game Boy games to the collection of classic titles now available on Nintendo Switch. Plus, I interview Peloton instructor and all-round cool guy Sam Yo about the gamification of fitness, and we reveal the Pocket Link Gadget of the Week. I'm Rick Henderson and this is the Pocket Lint Podcast. This week, I'm joined by Cam Bunton, contributing editor and host of the Pocket Lint YouTube channel. Go check him out. How are you doing, Cam? I'm doing pretty well. It's been a pretty exciting and fun-filled week, hasn't it? It really has. It's been an awful lot. But we actually we don't have an awful lot of time to talk as much this week because I've got an incredibly long interview with the fantastic Sam Yo. So that's coming up later. But uh, now, on with the news. This week, OnePlus held its Cloud 11 launch event in India, where it unveiled a whole swathe of new products. We got to see the global launches of the OnePlus 11 5G flagship smartphone and the OnePlus Buds Pro 2 earbuds. We were also treated to the unveiling of the OnePlus Pad, and the company also announced its own mechanical keyboard, the Keyboard 81 Pro. Oh, and there was a surprise at the end for attendees. OnePlus's first foldable phone was teased. That was quite a lot of devices, wasn't it, Cam? I mean, yeah, for a OnePlus launch, we're typically used to seeing maybe one or two devices, but they've they've launched devices across a whole range of categories and a couple that maybe we weren't expecting. Yeah, I was going to ask, is this a new era for OnePlus? It feels like it, and it almost feels like it's been a little bit in the works for the past couple of years, two, three years. They've slowly been evolving and changing their what they do as a brand, and that means they're now officially a sub-brand of Oppo, so they're, they're branching out into different product categories, and it's kind of exciting for OnePlus fans to see that brand name across different gadgets. Um, you've, I know you've actually um, been using the OnePlus 11 5G for a while. Um, is it the flagship, uh, flagship device everybody was hoping for? I think it is, and I think it, it's almost like a return to the roots of OnePlus in a roundabout way, they've they've stripped down a couple of things that are maybe nice to have on a flagship phone in order to get the price down a little bit. Um, so it's seen it in the UK, for instance, it's dropped about eighty pounds from last year, which isn't a tiny amount of money when you're when you're buying a phone. Um, but yeah, it gives you it still gives you that really high end display, quality cameras on the back, really fast charging, really speedy internal, so you get smooth and fast performance, which is what OnePlus has always been about. Also in the week, there have been several reports that this device pretty much replaces the OnePlus 11 Pro. We won't see one of those, nor will we see a OnePlus 11T this time. They're going to kind of throw all their uh, eggs into one basket, so to speak. 
Which is what they used to do uh, until maybe two two years ago when they started launching lots of different phone models and, and trying different things out. They've realized what worked for them was what worked in the past. So they've kind of gone back to their origins. Um, the interesting, I think that the, the weird uh, extra addition to the event was the keyboard 81 Pro. Um, the first mechanical keyboard from OnePlus, which seems a little weird, seeing as they don't actually have a laptop or a computer or anything to go with it. But in a way, though, you kind of like it. Yeah, I do. And it's um, I guess I kind of like it in, in a couple of different ways. I like the design. I like the colours that they've used and the transparent rotating knob that they've put in the place. But also the company that they work with on this is called Keychron. And it's a company whose keyboards I've been using for the past, I guess, four or five years now. They make really nice mechanical keyboards. And so um, OnePlus obviously went to them. They make affordable keyboards. They're really good quality, but they don't cost a huge amount, which is kind of OnePlus's ethos as well. So I guess they thought this works. Let's make one with our theme. And it looks it looks decent. It's a big old market anyway. So um, so I could kind of understand it. But the, yeah. the other thing that they're also going into is foldable phones. Um, this was teased at the end, but not actually during the online stream. Yeah, this was something we found out about afterwards. It was like the day after the, the event had been done and, and we assumed everything that was going to be announced was announced. But it turns out they spoke to the audience away from the live stream and, and teased this foldable phone that's coming in the quarter, the third quarter of this year. So they've basically said they're going to do it now. Yeah. Absolutely bonkers. But in yeah. fact, we, we the rumours are is they're going to have two foldable phones, a V-Fold and a V-Flip. And yes. I will bet the house that they will be almost identical to the Oppo Find N2 Fold and N2 Flip. Yeah, it would be very surprising if it wasn't, um, mostly because, what I like we said, OnePlus is now officially a sub-brand of Oppo. They share research and development teams. They share software teams. They even build their software on the same code base so a lot of their stuff is virtually identical so if it's not like those it would be incredibly surprising um we may have some more oneplus stuff later spoiler alert <laughs> but, <laughs> but for now also this week nintendo held its latest direct presentation where it gave us details on a whole host of nintendo switch games that are coming soon however the biggest surprise was the immediate launch of Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games as part of a Switch Online subscription. Right, Cam, were you a Game Boy user? Were you a fan of the Game Boy? And also, do you think gamers will actually play any of the classics on their Nintendo Switch now they're available? Well, there's a lot of interesting questions. Firstly, uh, sadly, I wasn't. I was one of those kids desperately wanting a Game Boy who never had one. Um, we had the one Commod- had your chance. Yeah, <laughs> well, we we had the uh, we had the Commodore Amiga, and that was it. Hooked up to the TV in the lounge. Um, just giving away my age slightly there. Um, but yeah, the Game Boy. I remember friends obviously had it, and I remember playing Tetris and Mario on there, and it was such a cool little gadget, especially when they launched the first color ones. Um, but yeah, lots of fond memories and mostly wanting one, but never having one. But do you think people, because um, I, I know Chris, our editor, he um, he has a, a he has a love for retro games, but also he always says that he'll play them for about 10 minutes and then realise that there are lots of other better games out there to, to play today. I think that's the thing, isn't it? There's this nostalgia. And I remember I did buy the SNES Classic, the mini one, 
when that came out a couple of years ago. And you do, you play your old favourites. I played Mario Kart for a while, for a few days, but then after a while you realise there's a reason stuff is better now because technology has evolved, graphics have evolved, storytelling has evolved. And it's fine that things are left in the past and it's fine that we're nostalgic about them, but in the end, I can't see that something designed for a tiny little square screen is going to be amazing on a much bigger one. I'm, what I'm quite happy about, and I think the one exception to the rule on that is Tetris mm. because because Tetris didn't need the fancy graphics doesn't need anything else it's still an incredibly addictive game to this day um and the soundtrack of that original Game Boy game was just mental yeah, it just it was an earworm to the nth degree a lot of those early Nintendo ones weren't they were as well weren't they when you think of like Super Mario that yeah. tune just goes off in your head every time you think of the, the name of the the actual game yeah, but it's still great that it's all coming. And the fact that it's all part of Switch Online means that uh, it's part of an existing subscription. You don't have to pay extra for it. So, is, you know. It's there uh, if you need it, and it doesn't matter if you don't, because you're not paying extra. It's good. Okay, that was the news this week. Now it's time for our first interview since we relaunched the Pocket Link podcast this year. I had the immense honour to meet up with Peloton instructor Sam Yeo recently to talk about the gamification of fitness and the benefits of being able to take classes in the comfort of your own home. We also chatted about Sam's love for gaming in general and how there could be a further crossover into fitness in future. It's all fascinating stuff. Enjoy. So first up, Sam, how did you get involved with Peloton as an instructor? So I think it was about... 2019, the beginning of 2019, at the time I was teaching uh, about 20 plus fitness classes a week. So I was teaching cycling, I was teaching boxing, running, uh, a bit of bar as well for my dance background. And um, I was kind of doing my thing in the evening, doing shows and musicals and um, you know f- films when, whenever that came up. Um, I got a DM from Pete who's our head here um, and then you know also I, I checked it and then oh hi my name's Pete I work for this company called Peloton we've been coming to your classes the last few months we love what you do um, you know you know do you want to meet up have a coffee I was like okay this sounds a bit <laughs> so I like you know because <laughs> I never heard of the company at the time because it was all US based so I googled Pete and he was legit and I said no no this is my email and then we arranged to have a, like a 50 minute coffee uh, in a Costa, which is uh, which is was next to the Apple Store. There's one next to the Apple Store, and we chatted for like an hour and a half. And he told me, you know, that we're expanding more into the UK. We've got two instructors now. We're, we're looking for another two. We we love what you do. You know, do you want to come in and um, have a, a interview, a chat with Anthony, who's the executive producer? I said, yeah, I'll do it. So went in there and um, spoke to Anthony, who's crazy uh, in in the best possible sense. Um, and I thought it was just going to be a sit-down interview. Yeah. And I said, right, can I just go into the studio and, and you know, teach a song for us? And uh, he kind of threw me on the spot. And that day, it was the end of my day. It was a Friday. It was the end of my day. And I already taught, like, seven classes that, that, that day. And then and, and on, the, on the Saturday, I, was go, I had to get up early to, to go to a shoot. So I thought, okay, right, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do this. And coming from my kind of theatre backgrounds like you sometimes you just know to switch it on when you yeah. walk into the audition yeah. room 
I was like, right, choose a song. It's like, right, Bon Jovi, Living on the Prayer, put it on. And then I taught probably a really terrible class because <laughs> I, I, it was the first time with cameras. So I'm like looking around at these cameras. And like I told you earlier, like the red light comes on, we just turn our head. Yeah. So nothing's pre-planned. So I, I did that. So that was great. And then, um, you know, a few uh, days later, so I'll come in, you know, we want to chat to you a bit more. And can you teach a longer class? And and then because so the audition process, the classes got a little bit longer. Then there was more people I had to talk to in America. And then the, all that process was about four months. The whole process until they offered me the contract. And then the training started. Right. So the whole process from when Pete slipped into my DMs to when I went live for the first time was probably it was 11 months. And you've been doing it about three years now. Yeah? yeah, three years now. Yeah, so I'm coming up to three years this year. And uh, how does it differ from the, from the, I presume your previous fitness classes mm. would have been in front of a, a bigger, a big crowd mm. of people. And then all of a sudden you're going into a, studio where everybody is online elsewhere yeah how 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 did you have to adapt it was it was really strange at the beginning so because so when we're in the states uh you're literally in a room by yourself there's no other bikes you're just literally in a, a big gym room and you're just delivering these things to nothing <laughs> and it's all about trying to get comfortable just comfortable with yourself and, um, and the more you get comfortable yourself, the more they throw things at you to juggle. So first of all, it was just saying, right, cadence resistance. I had to repeat that cadence resistance like for like half an hour. So it was drilled into me yeah. because that's the safety thing we do and we always have to say it. And then, you know, it's, uh, then it was about engaging the music. Then it's about maybe storytelling a bit more. Then it's about maybe kind of, you know, presenting more to the camera and keeping your head up because sometimes when we teach, we ride, we always kind of have a head down, especially when I used to teach in the studio. You know, I used to teach long interval blocks where I would get my head down and tell people to focus because that's what they're doing for like 10 minutes. Um, but it's literally like juggling. They're just throwing more things to juggle, more things to juggle, more things to juggle until, you know, it becomes 10 cameras, you know, 3,000 people online, the music going, members in the studio, the lights going, and, you know, and it becomes like a seamless, you know, seamless, you know, transaction and everything. How's the leaderboard help? Did that help you um, to know that there are genuinely people listening to your instructions? Yeah, so the leaderboard is amazing because um, it is literally like everyone, you know, when, when, you, know, when you meet your friends, and, and you, you play in the, in the playground. That back in the day, that was our fitness. We did that. So for me, that's like the playground. That's like everyone coming together. And when it lights up, especially in the morning when I'm tired, and I think, oh God, we'll motivate everyone. But the leaderboard is my inspiration. So there'll be someone logging in from Australia, someone logging in uh, in California, you know, early in uh, Bedford, um, Germany. So, so all these people from all around are coming together in this space of time to you know activate their fitness and, and you know for their well-being and it's really inspiring i have like regulars who I, i've seen the leadable names yeah. for like two three years yeah so people had these different names that you kind of log into and you know and become you know on the bike you're like an avatar 
of, of, of what you want to be and, and, and the potential you can. I have actually noticed that there's a fair few people I've seen on the leaderboard using the same name that they use on PlayStation. And really? Another thing, I do. <laughs> in fact, I do. My name is yeah. exactly the same as on Xbox and PlayStation, yeah. Ricky Boy. Um, <laughs> but the, um, the other part is that, of course, post-pandemic, mm. members did start coming back into yeah. the studio. How is the vibe different? now for, for when you've got a full studio full of members oh it's even better because you know like before before Peloton like I used to teach in a room of 60 people and I drew, drew the energy from that and then you know during the pandemic that was all taken away so it was up to us even more to kind of project that energy through the screen to the people at home and you know if you know you break it down you know I'm just the guy on the bike and four empty walls yeah and it's projecting that and during the pandemic, it's kind of coached us and nurtured us to be able to do that. So now when we have people back in the studio, we have the energy of people in the studio and the energy and, and what I've learned during the pandemic, directing it out to everyone um, at home. And I always say when they come, people come to the studio, this is not just about me, this is us. This is, this is our show. This is what we generate for everyone at home to make them feel part of what we do here. Yeah. So it's, that connects us as a community. Um. Peloton pretty much brought about the idea of gamification in fitness mm. with um, stats-based, uh, big screen, online streaming, lots of ways that you can improve yourself by looking at your own data rather mm. than being sort of like fitness coached in mm. many ways. Has that helped you and has that helped pe encourage people to get into fitness training who may not have already being that interested in just sitting on a bike and, and riding mm. every day? Well, definitely, definitely the, the data. I mean, you know, we as human beings like that instant gratification, don't we? You know, yeah. when we, you know, that, that special, you know, when we, when we beat Bowser in this level, we move up to the next level, Bowser, and Bowser gets even harder. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's the kind of same thing. And, and having the data there is an element to it, which if you want to use the data, you can see how you're actually physically improving and, you know your power outputs you know your your you know your it's like um when you're in the gym and you have you, you work on your one one rep max how much you can pull in one yeah one one one, one, one rep and it's the same thing you see how your power increases 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 the more consistent you are with your fitness um you know and you know with the numbers some people like to use to compete yeah, you know, we're, like we're only you know, human beings. We love to do that, but some people just don't even use the numbers, and they use the leaderboard as as a part of coming together with their you know friends and and just doing something active together. And it's always easier when you feel like you're not alone doing something. And the leaderboard it, uh, and the pellets on the platform is 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 that coming together, no matter where you're in the world. Um, you do encourage high fives quite a lot, yes, which is oh the God. ability to tell other users yeah. at that time yeah. they're doing yeah. doing well, or just to say hi. Yeah, and you've got to think it's like you know if if you and I were on a, on um in a game of football and we're on the field, you know there's you know, there's eleven of us on our team, you know we are all encouraging each other. You do a good pass, you do a good shot, like a good shot. You know, nice one, Rick. Blah blah. blah. Yeah. Not necessarily I'm the captain. The captain can be all about there. But it's it's generate that you know, hand on your back support consistently, uh, and the high fives are great. It's, you know, it's sometimes you get high five. It's like, oh my god, that 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 really like lifts you. And then sometimes when I'm riding, someone gives me a high five. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in this push even longer, and it just just channels that focus. Um, on top of 
all the data and the stats and the actual fitness itself, music mm. is a massive part of what you do. The um, your music choices um, are they personal choices? Do you, do you struggle to find the music to match the class? Are there some forms of music you would love to use but the beats aren't quite there? So yeah, the music is huge, but like what I love about this job is that a lot of the time I'm just listening to music and how the music inspires me and so you know like one of my favorite tracks to work out to is Stan Bush for Touch and it's just because I'm a child and just watching Optimus Prime kick butt <laughs> and that amount that, I have that association with it so I think right, if I had that association there's, there's bound to be people out there who felt exactly the same and so you know I I, I did a class where I put that in right at the end where we did this hard section and then we had this recovery. I said, I know you're tired, but then Stan Bush comes in and then you're like, you know, for me, I'm like, oh my God, I'm not tired anymore. This, this It's going to go down. And I know that association that I have with the music, someone else is going to have as well. So when I pick my music, you know, those those are the things that I I, I think about. It's how does this make me feel? Yeah. Because if this how this makes me feel like this, it's it's going to make someone else feel the same. And you know, depending what type of class as well, because my music goes from like rock to musicals to um, you know Backstreet Boys. You know, um, it's every type of music can inspire someone, and 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 it's just time tap into it as much as you can as an instructor, and you know it makes it fresh for us as well. And to be honest, music. And fitness have always gone hand yeah. in hand. People yeah. constantly run to music. Yeah, you got all the Rocky montages. Yeah. Can you imagine the Rocky? Imagine the Rocky montages with no music. Okay, imagine that with no music. It would just look very silly. Um, games and and the sort of like the idea of gamification of fitness is coming in thanks to being connected and being online. But do you think that fitness should also sort of go more into gaming? Mm. Um, in the fact that um, games consoles themselves have mm. sort of like dabbled with fitness markets in the past. I remember mm. the Wii Fit where you yeah. stood on a I step. Yeah, I used to have one of those. The, yeah. the, the, the Wii Sports. And the Wii Sports and, and things. The, yeah. So there's, there's <laughs> slight things. But do you think that that could be elaborated on? That could be extended? So I think with like the, the um, the gaming side of things, the, the the consoles, you know, their their mission is to get people to play games. Well, Peloton's mission has always been fitness. So for us, as as a as a as a as a, as a fitness company, it, it, it's easier for us to tap into the gaming element of it because you know, like I said, we all love to play games. We've always played games, and and bringing that into fitness is 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 a is a marriage of two things that we've always done. And you know, and and when you when you when you are playing a game, sometimes you lose track of time, don't you? Yeah. You 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 know you're there, you know, on Gods of War, and then you're there for like two hours. You're like, where did the two hours go? Like, I remember me and my friends playing Tomb Raider, uh, and like we would literally four or five hours just passed because we're we're there together. We're trying to solve up the puzzles and stuff, and and with fitness, you know, in the future, hopefully, it can kind of maybe tap into those things of of working together as a team. In a, in a in a in a fitness physical way and, and then having that, that gaming element that you're achieving together you know we have um that Peloton lane break yeah yeah which is really good because it, 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 it you know we, we can use the resistance and it uses the music and 
and, and a lot of people who play play that they say they, they forget how long they've been on there because they're, they're achieving this they're achieving the next level they're achieving the next level um and you know with our we, you know you get milestones you get the badges as well yeah so people love the challenges i love doing the challenge to collect the badges it's like you know when you kind of collect the pokemon cards in a sense <laughs> it's in a sense i think for, for us as, as people it's kind of the same thing you've got, you've got to catch them all you know you're collecting all these badges but the collecting the badges because of your fitness you know capabilities is, is a great way to do it as well the i think without the screen mm. you know there wouldn't really be peloton so mm. that was an invention that really helped drive mm. this this whole sector of the market forward um what other technologies do you think could also be introduced to fitness in future? Virtual reality, for example. Oh yeah, I mean, I think we're we're very far away from like Ready Player One. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like running on the tread and doing things at the same time, or you know, on the bike. But you know, but virtual reality is, is definitely like another step in the evolution of fitness and gaming. You know, and and especially with with society these days, we like having lots of options. You yeah, know, you, you like having opposite options, and is you know because we're very spot, um, but you can always draw it back just to the very you know, like some people like to do our scenic routes. Yes, you know some I, like I do. Yeah, I, I do. They, they draw it back to their scenic routes, and then you know it's, then you have the occasion you want to do a, a tough Matt Wilpers sixty power zone <laughs> class, yeah. you know. So you always have these options, and then you know I, I think with the VR, it's definitely something that you know the techies should look into because you know imagine imagine you being somewhere in like i don't know hong kong and then you put this vr on and then that transports you to a london studio yeah do you see what i mean and yeah. then you are feels like you're physically in the studio and experiencing the studio um and you know it, it and like i said it's 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 you know connecting people and you know with gaming with fitness it, that it, these are different ways to bring people together uh, you know you know even though they're, separately they're different concepts you know my my nephew he's like oh i said oh don what are you doing today so oh, i'm gonna hang out with my friends he goes upstairs he logs on there's 10 of them they're just chatting 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 that that's how they kind of hang out these days and then they meet afterwards where back in my day i was like all right i'll meet you at the kebab yeah. shop pick kebab shop <laughs> we're gonna play street fighter yeah you know make sure you've got enough change you know and, and that was us hanging out but it was it was it was the gaming element that brought us together, and then from that, you know, I, I you know I some of my best friends I, I met playing Street Fighter or Golden Axe back in the day, and then you know we had the same interests, and then we, we played football together, and then you know it expands, expands, expands. Yeah. Um, I suppose final question is you you teach an awful lot of mindfulness, and you're very good at mm. that. So um, and you're a big gamer. What games would you suggest go hand in hand? With? No, the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, like, I always say, tap into your childhood mindset, especially as adults. So you know, when you know, there's so much that we have on our shoulders, but then if we draw back to the mindset when we were a child, when there was, you know, we didn't have that much responsibility. So I, I have um, on my desk Optimus Prime. And then some, if I had like a bunch of meetings together, I'll stop and I'll just transform up to this prime a few times. And it kind of takes me back there. Um, so, you know, the games that I like to play are the like regularly to kind of break that, you know, that real world situation yeah. at the moment are games which I played as, as a kid. So 
And like on my phone, I have Sonic. I have R-Type. Those games, you know, back in the day, it, you know, that you just do one level or two levels, you know, it's not, and then, um, you know, and I, what else I got? I got Golden Axe in there as well. That's my, the game that, my go-to game with my best mate who, who, he lives in Harrod Hill now. So we never see each other anymore. It's FIFA. Uh, yeah. Oh, FIFA. Like, sometimes he, he's a cabbie so sometimes he's been out like uh, uh, and, and then you know he, he's he's been he's got he's got home late and then he's had to get up early and then he's dropped his kid off and then like about two o'clock in the afternoon he's texted me fifa <laughs> yeah. that's all he says fifa and i'm like 10 minutes <laughs> and then especially for us because at, at, at that part of my day in, in the afternoon I, I probably taught like um one live class i probably banked um two classes for later and then I've trained myself and then I had a bunch of meetings and then I've sat down for like two hours programming music so I need that brain break and for me you know tapping into that childhood, childhood mindset and then you know it, and it's nothing it's sometimes it's so perfectly timed like I'm just like oh my god I just need a break and then my phone would ding off and my best mate is <laughs> like Fee, 10 minutes <laughs> brilliant you know brilliant yeah. thank you so much Sam thank you brilliant thank you Now onto our section we like to call Pocket Lint Product of the Week. There's just the one product this week, so without further ado, what's the Pocket Lint Product of the Week this week? That will always, always make me chuckle. That's, All right. <laughs> the... I was like, that's a great builder. And now do I put on a, a dramatic voice going, it's the OnePlus Buds Pro 2. <laughs> so yeah i did tease it at the front we are talking more about OnePlus and cam you've chosen the product of the uh, pocket link product of the week this week so it's the OnePlus buds pro 2 why uh, there's a few reasons and i think i've tested a lot of earbuds over the last few years and the android market i think has been missing something that's convenient to use like the airpods but also sounds fantastic when you're listening to music and I think it combines all those things and also has lots of nice little handy features like head tracking for spatial audio for people who want that. It's got high res audio for those people who really are into their higher fidelity audio quality. You get that support, but also they cost less than 200 pounds. They're comfortable to wear all day. I've done it many, many hours at a time listening to music. Genuinely great pair of earbuds. And they're fairly universal. You can use them with pretty much everything. You can use them with anything. I mean, obviously, Apple users are probably going to stick with their AirPods, but you can use them with an iPhone if you want to. Um, but for Android phones in particular, I just found them really convenient. And the sound that they deliver, I was kind of blown away, to be honest, at this price point, how good they sounded. How's the noise cancellation? That's the big test nowadays for in-ears with noise cancellation is obviously... Uh, over ears will be better that like you can't you can't odds that if you're going on a very long plane journey always you, you're probably better off with a pair of over ears but um we've seen some great strides in anc in in ears in recent times and uh not least with the sonys how about these uh these buds pro 2 yeah they're they're really solid um for general stuff like noise um like traffic noise if you're walking along a busy road or if you're in a train and the engine noise comes on generally does a decent job of cutting that out even to the point of my wife once was trying to get my attention and shouting at me and I couldn't hear her um, but OnePlus says they can 
cancel up to about 49 decibels of noise, which is a significant portion of the ambient noise. But how they measure that and exactly what frequencies of noise they are, it's it's hard to, to measure at home when you're testing them. So they're under £200. Yeah. Uh, when are they available? They're available for pre-order now. I think they go on sale on the 16th of February. And it's, I mean, in the UK, they're 179 which is... That's really reasonable for which the, is very reasonable for the quality that amount and the of performance. Yeah, yeah, that amount of tech normally costs a lot more. Yeah, it does. They're, they're genuinely great value for money. Easy to recommend if you're looking for Android buds. Just pick them up; you'll love them. Excellent. That was the uh, Pocket product of the week, and that's it for this episode of the Pocket podcast. Please join us again next time, and also visit PocketLint.com for all the tech and games news, reviews, buyers guides, and roundups from the entire team. Plus, you can also sign up to our daily newsletter, which will deliver current stories and more to your email inbox each weekday. So all there's left to say is thank you, Cam. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for having me. And until then, please give us your feedback on the PocketLint socials or podcast platform of your choice. I've been Rick Henderson. Tatty bye. <laughs>